Welcome into the Paul Kuharski Podcast. I'm Paul Kuharski of paulkuharski.com, here to talk to you about the Tennessee Titans as part of the 440 Sports Network, brought to you by Zen Sports and Jaspers. Tennessee Titans talk a smart left tackle approach from the past, a potential Ryan Tannehill finale, forced Pro Bowl votes, and more. Let's dive right in. Rustin Webster was not a good general manager of the Tennessee Titans during his four years from 2012 to 2015. His first rounders, Kendall Wright, Chance Warmack, Taylor Lewan, Marcus Mariota. His second rounders, Zach Brown, Justin Hunter, Bishop Sankey, Doriel Green Beckham. His free agents, Delaney Walker, Wesley Woodyard, Brian Arakpo, a good three pack. Cameron Wimbley, Steve Hutchinson at the end, George Wilson, Andy Lavitri, Ropati Patoatua, Sammy Lee Hill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Bernard Pollard, Charlie Whitehurst, Dexter McCluster, Michael Orr, Al Woods, Sean Phillips, Harry Douglas, Byron Bell, Fernando Velasco, Denoris Searcy. Not a good crop by any means, but one pick stands out in there huge huge everybody doesn't like the way i say that but i'll say it again huge taylor lawan there are certain things rustin webster said after drafting taylor lawan you have to have to build a team long term one of the things is stability in the offensive line specifically left tackle We've all been with teams where we didn't have a left tackle, and it's almost like you can't run your offense. He was with the Seattle Seahawks when their future Hall of Famer, Walter Jones, retired, and the Seahawks did not have a plan for post-Walter Jones. He didn't want the Titans to go through that. And despite the fact that Michael Roos had a remaining year on his contract, and that the Titans had just signed Michael Orr in free agency, despite the fact that Tennessee had multiple other new, uh, needs, he drafted Taylor Lewan. Titans knew heading into 2022, it was probably Lewan's last year, even if he bounced back with his knee. He had a $14 million base salary and the same cap number and an injury history. So what did they do in 2022 to get themselves ready? The way that Webster got the Titans ready in 2014 for life after Michael Roos in 2015. Titans did nothing. They spent a third rounder on Nicholas Petit Frere, their third pick in three years for right tackle, to replace Jack Conklin, something they obviously had trouble doing with Isaiah Wilson and then Dylan Radins and then Nicholas Petit Frere. They signed Jamarco Jones, who Mike Vrabel was friendly with and familiar with from his recruitment at Ohio State. Nicholas Petit Frere had a below average year as a rookie right tackle. He was bad in two starts at left tackle this year before he got hurt, and he wasn't available for the first four games. They expected the first six games because of a gambling-related suspension for a violation of, granted, a ridiculous policy, but a policy that he had to know. Organizational guilt about the failures at left tackle, 
two years in a row. Dennis Daly replaced Luan when he got hurt. Terrible, insufficient player. This year, they knew they were shopping for a starter, not for a swing guy. And they got Andre Dillard. Not that there was a great free agent out there. Not that they had a lot of money. But their draft strategy was to get a guard, not a tackle. The talent pool on this team for left tackle and across the board is poor. Those players are bad. They aren't being coached to play better than their talent level. And so after their personal accountability, I go to the next layer of blame is to the assembly of the group. I've asked Mike Vrabel about this. You've heard it twice this season um, about the accountability of the people who assembled the offensive line roster, which is Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel. Twice Mike Vrabel's dodged the question. But the prophet, Rustin Webster, could have told them this was coming a couple years ago with foresight. He saw the end of Michael Roos and he got Taylor Lewan. They should have followed suit and seen the end of Taylor Lewan and gotten a replacement a year early. Now they're two years late. The prophet Rustin Webster knew in 2014, we've all been with teams where we didn't have a left tackle. And it's almost like you can't run your offense. And guess who can't run their offense? The 2023 Tennessee Titans. As for the next left tackle of the Tennessee Titans, as for the next iteration of the Tennessee Titans offensive line, another revamp that's coming. Mike Herndon has an outstanding piece at paulkuharski.com looking at at what's going to be out there free agent-wise, what's there in the draft, what the Titans have to hold over and try to build around. This is a very, very thorough piece that you need to read. Mike's excellent every week. There's another reason to subscribe if you're not a member. A must-read piece if you're eager to look ahead at what's coming next because we know what you're going to see for the next three weeks is not going to be very good. It's probably going to be attempting to protect Ryan Tannehill, and here we go to topic number two, Tanny's potential finale. Seems certain to be starting on Sunday. The line that let him get hurt in London against Baltimore, where we knew it was inevitable that he was going to break down at some point. Not a very mobile quarterback behind a terrible offensive line was going to be in crutches in front of his locker stall at some point. It turned out to be at Tottenham Stadium, and he lost his job over that, and then Levis was going well enough once Tannehill was healthy that the Titans correctly left the job in Levis's hands when Tannehill was healthy enough to come back. Then um, on the last offensive play of the Titans' miserable loss to the Texans, Levis went down with an ankle sprain similar to the one that Tannehill had. And now Levis didn't practice on Wednesday. It seems unlikely that he'll be able to bounce back from this in short order. And so Tannehill's going to replace another injured quarterback and very likely be the starter Sunday against Seattle. Now he gets his job back because the quarterback who replaced him suffers the same fate that he did. And it was a difficult time for him while he was away as he lost his job. 
we talked about that with him in the locker room. Yeah, it's a challenge, right? And, you know, you get your uh, your job taken, basically, and uh, your, your first instinct is, is not a positive one. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, a growing opportunity for me to uh, put my own feelings aside and, and try to, uh, like I said, be an asset to this team, continue to, to work and, um, you know, be a positive impact on this team. I don't know if Levis makes it back this season. I mean, it's conceivable he makes it back this week. Certainly conceivably makes it back for the trip to Houston on New Year's or for the season finale at Jacksonville. I'm not of the of the ilk that you shut him down no matter what now. If he can play, he, he should play. Uh, the Titans have to make sure neither of these guys suffers an injury that goes into the spring for them. They, both of them need to be fine for OTAs. Will Levis for here, Ryan Tannehill for his new team, whoever he signs with. There's no guaranteed starting job for Tannehill elsewhere in the league, except I think most people think in Atlanta, if Arthur Smith keeps the head coaching job with the Falcons, which I think he will. I think Ryan Tannehill goes there, starts, and can be an efficient quarterback for them behind a good offensive line they have. We didn't see a good version of it here when the Titans uh, had six sacks of their quarterbacks. Um, in a win against the Falcons. But they do generally have a good offensive line. They've got good weapons. Bijan Robinson could be the Derrick Henry type of back. And that could be an efficient offense for Tannehill to operate, and they need a veteran quarterback. There are other places he could go where he wouldn't necessarily be the, the starter the moment he signed, but where there were possibilities to start or where he could certainly get starts next year. Through week 14 of this season, 54 quarterbacks had started. In 2022, in total, it was 68 quarterbacks that started. Ryan Tannehill is going to be one of 54 quarterbacks or 68 quarterbacks who start in 2024. The Titans need to get him out of this season if he's playing one game, two games, or three games the rest of the way with a parting gift of reasonable health. And they need, if Levis comes back, to get him into the offseason with a, with a rookie end-of-the-year parting gift of, of reasonable health. He doesn't need to be rehabbing anything substantially far into the offseason. And certainly once OTAs begin, it needs to be about um, moving forward with the system. I think probably Mike Vrabel and Tim Kelly's system – perhaps the system of, of a new coach and coordinator, but he's got to be free to move forward and, and do the work and not be on the sidelines with, uh, with the trainer and the like. They've both got to get to April where they can start OTAs fine. And I know this offensive line hasn't been up to the task. I know maybe that's the reason you're running Derrick Henry 16 times fruitlessly against the Texans. But you could have run Tajay Sharp less fruitlessly. He was averaging three yards a carry as opposed to 0.6 yards a carry. If you're hell-bent on running to help protect your quarterback, at least run the guy who's managing more than a yard per, per carry. Uh, but we've covered that. I'm brought to you by Zen Sports. If you make a $50 bet, with Zen Sports on Thursday night football, which is the Rams against the Saints. 
if you happen to lose, you get a $25 no danger wager on the Saturday NFL slate. So on Thursday night, New Orleans is getting four, and they're plus 175 on the money line. That would be my bet here. New Orleans plus 175 on the money line at the Rams. If by a long shot you uh, are wrong on that, we are wrong on that, you get 25 bucks to bet on Bengals, Steelers, or Bills, Chargers on Saturday. And you've always got uh, to start off your account at Zen Sports. If you go and get the app, you sign up using TN Paul as your code capital letters all the way across, T-N-P-A-U-L, a $1,000 no danger wager at the beginning. What a way to start an account. You've got a game or something, anything up to plus 500. You feel good about it. You make that bet. If you win, you've you bankrolled yourself for a good while. If you, if you don't, you get that $1,000 back within 24 hours and you're good to go. You use that code, and if you're not a member of this site already for some reason, you get a free year's membership to paulkuharski.com, which is a phenomenal way to go for Titans fans who absolutely should be a member of this site where you get unvarnished opinions and analysis of the Titans. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Of course, you must be 21 and in Tennessee to bet. Look, the Pro Bowl's a joke. There's no game anymore. Some of us have been campaigning for that for, for 15 years. But they're still finding ways to screw this up. Um, the Titans' social media department is what I'm talking about here. If you retweet a video of Danico Autry's sacks from Sunday, it's a vote for him to go to the Pro Bowl. And that's reasonable. Danico Autry's had a Pro Bowl-level season. Um, but it's the same for Chris Moore's catch. And Chris Moore made a nice catch. But I think Chris Moore would be among those honest enough to tell you that Chris Moore's not a pro bowler. He's got 17 catches. Same for Nick Westbrook-Akine, who had a nice catch, but is in no way, shape, or form worthy of a pro bowl vote. The Titans should probably take a look at Tyreek Hill. I know he was hurt when the Titans beat Miami in Miami. That's a pro bowl receiver, Tyreek Hill. Do a side-by-side -side of him and NWI and maybe you'd be smart enough not to put things, stupid things, like a vote for Nick Westbrook-Akine in your social media feed. They said after the Miami win, which got them to 5-8, and eight, let's show the boys some love after the win post-Miami. This was a tweet. They're 5-8, and eight, and they listed 27 guys there that if you retweeted, you gave them a Pro Bowl vote. Who's your audience here, Titans? 10-year-olds? 27 guys off of 5-8 and eight team, including Tier Tart, who was dazed from being cut. Jalen Duncan, a rookie who had played 36% of the team's offensive snaps, and quite poorly, Dylan Radins. Who, who's been horrific. Chris Moore, who we've already mentioned, who had 17 catches. The Titans want you to vote for him for the Pro Bowl. Christian Fulton, who had some of the worst cornerback games for the Titans in recent memory, though he rebounded. He's now on IR for four games, which will mean he missed five of 17 games this season, and several of the games he played were terrible. 
he got benched in one because the Titans felt he was walking away from tackles. Hey, kids, vote for him for the Pro Bowl because he really stands for everything that it stands for. It's an absolute insult to, A, people on your team who may be worthy of the Pro Bowl, like the aforementioned Danico Autry, who might be the only guy on the team, quite frankly, and guys around the league, the whole process. They got rid of the game, and and it returned hope that being named to the Pro Bowl could actually carry some weight again, like in a Hall of Fame conversation if a guy was named to three Pro Bowls now in the post Pro Bowl game era, it might mean something. But the Titans are doing their part to make sure it means nothing because they're throwing around votes to guys who barely play or play horribly. So let's discredit it entirely. The fan vote portion certainly doesn't have any meaning if the Titans are just doing what a little kid used to do when, when I was a child at the baseball all-star game where you'd get a stack of the punch ballots and, and punch out, you know, all the Yankees at Yankee stadium. And your dad would say, yeah, you know, maybe three or four is enough. Uh, you know, the, the adults tempered the children uh, and the Titans are encouraging the adults to act like children. Um, it's such weak, Locker room worship nonsense by the team's social media department. Some of you are going to say I'm making too big a deal out of it. You don't need to shine Christian Fulton's shoes. And, and that you're, you're so out of tune that you're pumping up Tier Tart when he's about to be cut because his effort and attitude are so bad. It's an embarrassment for you. Remember two years ago, social media team, when you were so high-minded and you were so above the schedule release, release idea when the whole league has fun with the schedule release, but you went and did the history of um, minority businesses on Jefferson uh, Avenue or Jefferson Street instead, because you were above doing um, doing something like an actual schedule release video. Be high-minded on this. What, ha what happened to the high-mindedness when it comes to something like this? And it turned out you didn't get many hits on that Jefferson Street thing. But a year later, when you did an actual schedule release thing, you, uh, you, you came up with a clever idea and you got a hit. Come up with a clever idea for the Pro Bowl and advertise your guy who deserves to get in and not T.R. Tart who gets cut. Just so. How many points do you think you're scoring with Dylan Radins and Chris Moore by pushing them to the Pro Bowl? You think Dylan Radins thinks he's a Pro Bowler? You think Chris Moore thinks he's a Pro Bowler? Who in good conscience writes tweets suggesting a Titans offensive lineman, a group that's allowed more sacks through 15 games, 14 games, than, than they allowed last year in a terrible year through 17 games? Who comes up with the idea that, hey, let's push these guys for the Pro Bowl? Have you not watched any football and good offensive linemen? This tweet had uh, 638 retweets, by the way, which is 638 too many. If you were one of them, you're on probation. Jasper's is another of my sponsors. Great restaurant on West End Avenue. Um, it's between downtown and midtown. Great location. Easy to get to out of rush hour. Free parking. Free games. You can play uh, 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 the ski ball, like at the Jersey Shore. 
which I grew up on, even though I can't remember what it's called. Air hockey, pop a shot, all these kind of things. Cold drinks, great cocktails, great beer selection, great menu, bolognese, Cuban sandwich, my two favorite things there. You could have a business lunch. You can have a date dinner. You can have a family dinner. It's a very versatile restaurant, like the best players the Titans want to have on their restaurant. Versatile guys, versatile restaurant. Did I mention free parking? Really good service, outstanding people. They've been supporters of mine for a good while now. I urge you to help me return the favor by stopping by there for lunch or dinner. I promise you will enjoy it. On Wednesday, the predominant question in the Titans locker room during the open media was about the team's motivation. It's as if uh, nobody had ever seen a team before that is out of playoff contention. I wrote a column about it on Tuesday. I encourage you to go read. Not about the motivation, just about the idea that games are played and people have paid for tickets expecting to see a football team put forth effort, whether or not it's in the playoff picture. But uh, what will guys use as motivation now that they're eliminated from the playoffs? This was a popular question. Does everybody think that the tiny sliver of hope that the Titans could go on a season-ending winning streak and everybody else would fall on their faces and that they could vault from 15th in the AFC to 7th in the AFC was this huge rallying cry and driving force for the Titans over the last couple of weeks? And that's what was keeping the blood flowing through their bodies? I think that that's a little bit naive. You want motivation for these guys? How about their paycheck and their personal pride? And plenty of guys answered something akin to that to their credit. How about the film that amounts to their constantly updated resume that helps them keep their job and get their next one? That's the motivation. Give me an effing break with this huge search for motivation. Double check your routing number. Is, is the cash still flowing into the bank account? Is your direct deposit still working? The issue's more with the question than with the answer for me. But you don't, there's, there's nothing in your contract that says you only play hard if you, you have a chance at the playoffs. You're contracted to play 17 games and then playoff games if you get in. You go out, do your damn job. I don't know why everybody's so like, oh, my God, what are you going to do now that you're not eligible for the playoffs? They weren't getting in the playoffs when they were five and eight, and they're not getting in the playoffs when they're five and nine. They need to go out, play hard because people come out to watch them and because they're getting paid and because they need to have personal pride. And I think virtually every guy in the locker room would say that. I appreciate you joining me. Please visit Zen Sports. Use TN Paul to sign up. Get a free membership. Um, get these uh, no-danger wagers that I mentioned earlier. Go to Jasper's. Have a great meal while you're getting ready for Christmas. I wish you the very merriest Christmas possible. I wore my hat in your honor. I didn't have to put any makeup on my bald head for a change. Don't block the box. And be sure, please, please, to lock your locks. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Thank you for your support.